Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Borough Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Welcome to a Friday and what was a crazy week in the trading session. Of course, we had a lot of outside market influences from geopolitical to just weather. A lot of factors that were affecting the way we saw the trade. Um, really on a Friday, finished on the lower with the corn and the beans in the negative. Uh, the wheat complex as well. And it looks like the livestock cattle took advantage of that dip that we continue to see in this corn market as feeders and lives were higher were higher as well. A breakdown to what we've seen in this week's trade. Sue Martin joins us. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So I think that's where we need to start, Sue. It just really was a crazy week. I think many folks were hoping the grains would hold out to the positive by week's end, but unfortunately, negativity took over in the trade. Kind of what's your overall view and picture of what we saw in these grains? Well, I think the um, one thing I would have to say is that when you look at the grains, We've been rallying on two things, uh, with the wheat market and corn a little bit, the uh, concern over uh, Russia closing the safe corridor, safe passage of the uh, Black Sea Grain Corridor. And of course, picking up the, the um, hits and the missile attacks and what have you, and not only hitting uh, major ports on the Black Sea, um, but also hitting uh, some of the ports on the Daniel B. River, which, by the way, the Daniel B. River is about 40% of normal uh, water. And so barges on, the, on that river have to load a lot lighter, so that means less grain is getting moved at each time. So, you know, Russia's thinking, if we're not moving grain, you're not moving grain either. And so the next thing will probably be they'll hit uh, rail. And also they'll be, uh, I would imagine, intercepting, uh, you know, civilian uh, ships on the Black Sea and going aboard and just inspecting to make sure that there are no um, arms or missiles or uh, anything that should not be going into uh, Ukraine. So... You know, but things over the past maybe three days has kind of calmed down, settled down. But then, of course, uh, you know, Russian President Putin is meeting and those talks will end, I believe, today uh, in uh, St. Petersburg has been meeting with, I think it is, um, uh, African leaders of various countries. And so that has also caused a little bit more of a quiet tone because uh, African countries are concerned about getting food. And of course, they've already had a talk about an initiative to be able to create peace between the two countries. And now they're proposing it to Putin, who said he would give it a good look and review today. So the markets have stepped back, uh, wheat being probably the quietest, and then corn and beans looking at the perspective of uh, temperatures cooling a little bit over the weekend, uh, the GFS model forecasting scattered showers, and they might just be that scattered, and we'll see how heavy they are. Um, you don't tend to good, get really good yields when you have scattered showers or pop-up thunderstorm kind of things. And uh, Iowa continues to be very warm. Today's one of our warmest. And then starting about tomorrow, Monday, we'll start to cool down as we go into next week. As far as Nebraska, well, Nebraska is going to be pretty warm this next week, and it might be in towards the weekend that they, uh, the next weekend, that maybe you guys catch a little cooling 
but uh, the trade is looking at the eastern Corn Belt. They're looking at some cooling of temps, uh, chances of showers. And so just all of that combined is causing liquidation in the market. Originally, I had thought possibly the trade would say, gosh, every Monday's been so strong and maybe they'd go over the market and be long. But our technical indicators that we utilize had turned bearish. And so we just continue to catch selling here today. Soy meal was down $9.30 a ton and to nine forty a ton. And that's down pretty good on soy meal as the uh, spreads between meal and oil um, did a flip here today. But that also helped beans kind of create more selling. And then, of course, the unwinding of uh, both spreads or inverted spreads where the August had been leading the way and then the SEP over the November. Well, Monday is first notice day. And if you go back and look at the year of 2012's drought, we tended to peak and break into about the 3rd of August before we renewed a rally effort to higher highs. And then in 2022, we made a low in the latter part of July, um, especially in corn. I think it was the 29th on corn and maybe the 20th on beans. But the market made lows of a July low and then started to rally, but then fell into August 8th before it tried to turn and come back up. So I think we're looking at something that's a little bit uh, a combination of concern that um, maybe the longs have for looking at a chance of rains to start coming in and maybe a, a little bit of cooling. And then on top, because they certainly are ignoring the chance, not the chance, probably the fact that crop condition ratings are going to really take a tumble here on Monday's report. And But they're ignoring that because futures are the future and they're looking ahead and they think we're going to see some cooling here that gives us a little bit of relief. You know, I, I look at that forecast and just into the, you know, the nearbys, when we suddenly talk about temps in the upper 80s, that's going to feel a little chilly for us after we've dealt with such high, hot temperatures this whole week. Oh, absolutely. It'll be. But, you know, in our case, Susan, um, this morning we were 82 and early and uh we're going to be well in the 90s here today but we were um at 82 degrees i'm live a half a mile out of town and i'm looking at the corn and the corn is rolled tight because we just have missed the rains stick around folks we come back we will focus on what's happening on the soybean side of the trade especially with this weather august just around the corner it's the final final bell on the rural Here's an update on what's going on at Fontenelle Hybrids. We're combining with the channel brand and the other nine regional brands to create a new enhanced channel seed brand. And we're excited to announce your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer will be carrying select channel products this fall for the 2024 growing season. That's an expanded product portfolio with the same great service. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer for details. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon with Sue Martin. Sue, of course, with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. We left off talking about the weather, and no surprise, it's been a a big focus, I think, of every water cooler talk, Sue. But now that August is just a few days away, this is very important uh, weather-wise as we hit that pod-filling stage for the soybeans. Well, it is. Um, And even, you know, like... I would have to say, 
you know, it's I hear this from various areas, how the beans are ahead of what they'd normally be like at this time. And that may be the heat that's brought them ahead. But as far as pods go, I'm hearing out in the countryside, lots of two bean pods, maybe a few threes, no fours, but a lot of two bean pods. And the thing is, if we start to cool down and then we get into August and, you know, the temperature is expected to come back strong as we go mid-month. Well, if you come back strong and you have a lot of heat, that may send this market running again. The one thing that's going to be in people's mindset, especially traders, is, well, it's August. You know, it's important month for beans, but it's August and te- usually temperatures cool as the sooner you get or closer you get to September. Well, it'll be interesting because this weather forecast is going to be very watched closely in um, August because you have 2 million less acres of beans. And in the meantime, it's an El Nino year expected. Well, that tends to take away some of the moisture out of uh, soybean country and crop areas in Brazil. And so you're seeing hot and dry conditions starting to mount some concerns. And of course, they don't start planting beans until September 15th. So it's got time, but that El Nino uh, prospect is causing a little concern or apprehension ahead of time. So August is going to be an interesting month. It's going to be a volatile month. Um, I suspect that if that heat turns around and comes back, the 6 to 15 day forecast certainly has it in there. But uh, traders are going to be watching that forecast very closely And uh, if you get through the middle of August and you haven't made higher highs, in other words, taking out the high on the beans on November through 1448 and a quarter, that is this year's contract high for November beans from last year. We've already taken out the low. So 1448 and a quarter would be giving you an outside range year. You've already done that on September and August. But the November where most of your open interest is has not occurred yet. Let's look at the the weather from a livestock perspective because cattle weights have got to be weighing on the mines, just keeping the cattle alive in the feedlots, uh, a big concern as well. Well, surprisingly, the uh, uh, cattle weights have, um, I would have to say, been kind of interesting because carcass weights are going up, so they've bottomed. But in the meantime, you look at uh, the humidity, the combination of humidity and heat, and it's amazing there are more death loss. We did hear some this morning. You know, I was told one entity had lost 419 head. That's tough when you're looking at, you know, the the profitability that they finally have. And then, of course, another place lost over 200. Another one lost 25. You know, it's, it's a little concerning, but... Um, I think that uh, as we go forward, you know, uh, it's amazing we haven't heard more talk. What are some key things as as we look at the rest of this livestock trade that you're going to be looking at going into next week? I mean, some nice higher numbers, a good way to finish out a Friday. Well, we were stronger today, but I would like to see, you know, if uh, corn prices fall, we might see cattle prices, feeders especially, try to push higher again. But to be honest with you, um, usually 
it's best to see cattle try to soften you know into august sometimes all the way into september there's a a seasonal low due around late august and um so it would be good to see the market stick a low in there i suspect as strong as this market seems on a long-term basis this market could be sideways to tilt it down but it would be nice to see a lower low on this whole path that we've been in here in july to august in that time frame of around august 23rd to the 29th because then i think that sets the stage for a seasonal rally or a tendency to rally october november into december lots of great conversation today sue what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you well our number is 1-800-527-0051 and y'all have a great day thanks so much have a great weekend as well sue you too. Bye-bye. That has been, of course, today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind you, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. You can check this out as a podcast by going to ruralradionetwork.com or pick it up in a podcast wherever you listen to your free podcast. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.